I'm Regan Brandt, and this is the Insurance Chatter. What is the insurance industry talking about? What problems are InsurTech solving? What trends are agents, brokers, underwriters, and executives thinking about? Every week, I sit down with a different person from across the insurance industry to discuss what's happening in their niche markets. I want to give you a behind-the-scenes look at risk, technology, data, and culture within one of the most exciting business sectors. Follow along to get pumped and see where the insurance industry is headed. Today, I'm sitting down with Troy Korsgarden, a highly sought-after insurance and financial services consultant. Troy has been in the insurance industry for over 30 years, and it's clear he is a man who never stops innovating and learning, and he's got a lot of energy. He's got charisma and a real gift for connecting with the audience and moving the insurance industry forward. He's here today to share his best tips with you on how to succeed in life and business. Before we get started, I'm going to ask him, the plate song to life right in the middle of eric johnson's cliffs of dover and the reason i picked that song is because there's no words to it it's it's a clean slate and it's driving music and that's me man i'm on a driving train man it's going i'm i'm lucky i get to fly all over the united states and even outside of the united states before we dive into the insurance stuff give us a little background on you look i'm married i've got three kids Uh, my oldest is 36 34 uh son's 36 um uh, daughter's 34 i got a 14 year old that just graduated from eight uh eighth grade going into high school coming up now. I live in Central California, which is in the middle of the state in between uh, San Francisco and LA, in between Yosemite and uh, Morro Bay. So I'm dead center. And uh, I've lived here all my life. Um, My son lives in Nevada. My daughter, Emily, works here in the consulting business. I've got uh, two two older brothers, two younger sisters, who a lot of your listeners probably know. And uh, they they all live in California, so we, we, we're planted here. I live in the best part of California. I don't think many people grow up and say, I'm going to be an insurance agent. I'm going to do this. How in the world did you get started in insurance? Yeah, it was luck. Um, you know, look, I was growing up. I, I'd moved to Los Angeles because I write music and I play fairly well. Not good, but fairly well. I didn't know that. And uh, so I thought I was going to be a rock star. I thought that was the way to wealth. And then I got to Los Angeles early in my life at 18 years old, right after high school. And I I really had my tail between my legs when I came home. I realized I had no talent and uh, it was time to find something else. And so I just, I fell into insurance. It's it's one of those stories that I hear a lot, actually. A couple of my friends, one's father was very successful, drove a big Mercedes, and I thought that was success at the time. And then another one of my friends was a manager at Farmers. And uh, I really, I really liked my friend and his father agreed to interview me. And so I got the interview and I just, I lucked out because I thought like a lot of people do, I thought that I would have a place to land for a little while while I figured out what I wanted to do because I didn't go to college. I'll figure out what I want to do. But I fell in love with insurance while I was looking for something else. Tell me, what were you doing with them? Were you selling? Yeah, they, they were looking for salespeople back then. I mean, I've been, I've been doing, I've been since 1983 is when I first started. So I've been around. I've seen a lot of change. The first big change was changing from salespeople to business owners. But back then it was all about sales. So he was looking for people. 
and he was recruiting the same way we recruit today, looking for people. And I just happened to come along. He liked me. He made an exception for me because I really, I probably shouldn't have qualified back then. They graded A, B, C, D. I was a D. And uh, he made You're an exception. You're a D minus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'll let you in. Yeah, exactly. Let me in. And it was, uh, you know, again, he he was the right person at the right time. And um, I just, he really, I, I have his picture right here. It's just one of the greatest influences on my life. Fast forward, you started your own agency. So were you with, the, like, how did it transition because farmers changed their model? Or did you go out on your own? Or how did that work? Yeah, Farmers is an exclusive tide system back then and is today. And so uh, I had my own agency, but I was in the district office with him. So I had support, gotcha. had to learn, learn the products, had to learn how to sell, had to learn how to service people. And it was a great experience because they had great training. And, and uh, you know, I learned technology because technology was just starting to come in. Yep. And uh, I'm, I'm a learner. And so I embraced it. And uh, I did okay my first seven years. I even wrote a book about after the seven years because I did okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, after seven years, a light bulb went on and I, it just, everything changed for me. And I just never stopped growing from that point forward. I just became an insatiable learner. At the seven year mark, what kind of turned the light bulb on? Whether you're independent, an independent agency, whether you're a broker, a firm, or whether you're an exclusive tied agency, as an agent, really, you need to do everything. And we have a lot of responsibility. So I realized that the big, you know, real change for me came in seeing enough people under the right conditions. I knew it instinctively. Uh, and they yeah. tell you that, but a light bulb went off when I got a call from my dentist and they said, it's time to come in and get your teeth clean. And, and the light bulb went off and I realized that other businesses were the same as me. The dentist knows if they get people in to clean their teeth, uh, X amount of them got a cavity, X amount of them yep. got a root canal and so on. And I've told this story a million times. I wrote a book about it called Power Position Your Agency. And I tell you, it was an epiphany for me, but still today I'm, I'm going to release a new book. I've, I've written uh, two books over the last two and a half years. I got a third one coming out. It's more of a resource on how to set an appointment. But I go back to that day. This interview is going to really help me out in closing up that book because yep. Really what it was about was seeing people under the right conditions. So you were kind of doing the farmer's agency. I know before we jumped on, obviously I see you more as a leader in the insurance industry and consulting with a lot of different carriers, a lot of different agencies to grow. When did that transition happen? So I had great success my seventh year in the business. So what happened was I doubled the size of my agency in less than 18 months and all from the epiphany of the dentist's office. So it, it took, they took notice at my own company. And so I got invited to speak all over the place. And literally I went throughout the United States with the farmers group and had great success in meeting people outside my own market area. And, you know, they had the same needs. And so the book took off since it in circulation over 250,000 copies. Uh, but that was back in, in the early 2000s, right? And, and so the book became a cult classic with all the carriers. And so that expanded my practice and my practice expanded to not only speaking, but also consulting and training. And that's what I do today exclusively is consulting, speaking, training, and, you know, helping companies create what I call a 
seamless distribution ecosystem that includes technology, that includes telephony, even holograms in the future. Uh, but it really yeah. boils down to the advisor, whether an employee or whether they're a agency owner, like I was when I first started, uh, all of them have to use all of those tools at their disposal to meet the customer where they want to be met and the way they want to be met. That's probably this altruistic thought, but how cool is it that you get to pay it forward to all these different agencies, these carriers, and this role that you're having? You know, how are you out there helping these startup agencies, you know, break through and find their, you know, dentist moment? So this is the greatest time to be in our business. And I'm not just saying that I said it five years ago. I said it 10 years ago. But this really is because today the customer is at the center of everything. You, can, you just can't get a better opportunity because if you put the customer first, not the money, not the commission, the money will come, the commission will come. Commission is just revenue to the business, right? And so to build a large, bigger, stronger agency opportunity, what you need to do is to keep your chair full like the dentist does, uh, but you also need to learn about technology, learn about customer service and experience. You need to learn. And so if you're a young person or you're in the middle of your working years or even at the tail end of your working years, this is the best time. And the reason yeah. is we've got it all. It's all the speed is there. All you got to do is keep your eye on the right focus. And that is to put the customer first in everything you do and then see enough of them to make sure that you've got the revenue to support your business and grow it for profit. If you're a young person that's kind of on the fence about how do I get into this industry, what's kind of some advice for them starting out? Yeah, that's the big question, right? If I go to speak or I'm doing consulting, I can tell you the biggest thing that comes up is how do I find good people? So whether you're a carrier looking for agencies, agents, advisors, however you want to uh, call them, or whether you're an agent owner that's looking for advisors, licensed salespeople, licensed servicing people, there's never been a better time, but you got to go out and recruit them. You can't wait for them to uh, answer on a job board. They're just not out there. The right people with the right tools and the right ability to be able to grow with you, you got to go recruit them. So if I'm going to a young person or I'm going to somebody in the middle of their working career or even at the end, what I do is I, I've got to have a unique value proposition for them. So you you talked about young people and, you know, I'm going to use a different word. It just isn't sexy, right? And it is, you know, I mean, we've got it all. We've got drones that claims, you know, we've got holograms coming. We've got other technologies that yep. I've seen that are awesome. You know, I mean, it's like we're going to be, you know, working with people like Captain Kirk. You know, we're going to beam up in their their home or their business. And so you've got all these yeah. things and then you've got blockchain coming. It's going to change insurance. It's going to change the way we deliver things. Blockchain is going to change the way we sell. It's, it's Everything's going to be instantaneous. And then, then, so whether you're coming out of college and you want to get into the business, that's a question you ask, get in where you love to do something. You know, go with a company that has a technology that you're using at home that you can use at work. Because that's what you want, right? Digital natives, they, you know, they grew up in this and we can't give them a gateway computer and think they're going to be happy. We got to give them all the things yeah. and tools that they're using and then, then they're loving work, right? And then they're more productive oh. and, and they help us, you know, expand our reach, which is one of the big keys to success. 
you know, there are no rich hermits, you know, so we just, we need yeah. to make sure that we expand our reach. I think insurance is sexy, but I had someone on my podcast say like, why are we the redheaded stepchild? You know, why is the finance industry cool, the stock market, you know, and then there's boring insurance. I do think there's obviously a lack of diversity. You know, are you seeing some of these companies out there trying to put that on the forefront to bring in, you know, diverse talent? Oh, no, we're seeing a lot of change. I just uh, uh, finished reading a book by a guy named Hugh Tran, Coming to America. He came from Vietnam. He's, he got over here just as a teenager, right? Just, he literally was smuggled, basically smuggled out of the country, got here, very successful. He's one example. I've got friends that are from Colombia. I've got friends that are uh, yeah. from from different walks of life. I'm, I'm telling you, whether they're Chinese, whether they're from uh, South America, very successful. And yes, companies yeah. are, it's not just that they're going after emerging markets. They're going after people that have relationships. People buy from people they know and trust. And so I'm not against selling over the phone and, and there's, there's, a, there's a place for price shoppers. But look, if a carrier or carriers want to be successful, they'll, they'll have advisors that have deep reach into every household, a deep reach into every business. And it, it's more products and services. And, you know, my new book that's coming out talks about that, what the potential is. And we've just literally, you know, for the last 10 or 20 years been just not paying attention and we're just selling one product yep. or maybe two or the good ones are selling three or four but most of them are selling one or two and so in my yep. mind it's really getting those folks uh whether you get them out of college or whether you get them uh because of the great resignation which by the way has been happening yep. all my lifetime you know these people yep. aren't satisfied midway through their working life and they decide hey i'd like to go into business for myself why not be in business? Totally. But you no, know, absolutely. We about young people and entering in, I have people that enter in through claims and become great agents. I talked to one last night who, who was very successful as an advisor, but started in claims. I had people that I hired yep. from claims that became very successful. I'm going to pick a little bit on you because you brought up a couple things that I love. So blockchain and, you know, parametric insurance and all these different things that are changing, probably what insurance is going to look like in, you know, five, six, seven years, or maybe even before that. But what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word insure tech? It's everything. I mean, I, I don't think most people <laughs> see everything, you know, they read the trades, but, you know, you mentioned parametric insurance. You know, I go back, I was working on UBI, usage-based insurance, 15 years ago. It's been around yeah. a long time. It's coming into its own, right? And, and people aren't afraid of it anymore. But as people open up to new technologies for whatever reason, whether it's because they want a better rate, maybe, because they want more ease, you know, blockchain is just everything's going to be easy. It's going to make things more secure. All these things... Um, really amount to a couple of things. Number one, speed. People want things now and they want it right now. Uh, but don't forget, they want advice, right? Because there's so much coming at them, you know, whether the, the internet of things and just all those things just being slammed at them and ads and all these messages that come to them from the moment they wake up to the moment they put the head on the pillow at night. They just have so many things that are coming at them. They need somebody like you, yep. like me, to hold their hand through the maze of madness. And it really is 
important, imperative that we become learners, that we know more today than we knew a year ago or five years ago. Because this, what your love, I love it too. I, I'm just so excited about all these new things. However, the fundamentals never change. People buy from people they know and yep. trust. They're buying security. They're buying peace of mind. That's what insurance is. It is a lot more sexy, if you will. But yep. it is a fundamentals game. All business is a fundamentals game. Oh, I love that answer because obviously I think some of the insure techs that have gone public that were trying to be disruptors have given a little bit of a bad name to insure techs. And really, I look at it as like these is technology to give tools to agents to be better, more efficient. You know, and if you look at it from that lens as an enabler versus a disruptor. That's a home run. Yeah. When you hear the word insurance disruptor, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Me. You know, I'm a disruptor. You're a disruptor. <laughs> Look, man, if, if you don't disturb people, you're not going to get the sale. You, you've got to get them to think. Yep. You've got to get them to move. So so there's a, there's going to be more disruptors. They're going to be, you know, flying cars are coming. We're working on that now. We're working yep. on all kinds of stuff. But look, there's the unknown. It's it's always been there. The the these uh, new technologies. We've seen this story before. It's the same movie. It's just a different actor. The script is the same, uh, but it's coming faster, yeah. more awesome. You know, it's just awesome. You know, yeah. they're going to keep coming, and let them come because they're not going to replace us. Now they're going to replace some people. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, because you know when when you don't need ten people to do an audit because it'll all do it for you. And all you need is somebody to totally. inspect what you expect. That's that's a good thing. But advisors, they still people still want somebody to say, "Am I making the right decision?" And rightfully so. And and so you're going to see totally. an elevated advisor, somebody that knows more, somebody that has more connections, somebody that can give you alternative ways of thinking. And again, that comes down to being a learner. But being a disruptor, you know, it's not just technology; it's you and me. And we use technology yep. to disrupt people. Uh, and I think it's great. No, I love I technology. I spend about 20% of my day as a consultant working on things related to technology. Technology is awesome. If you could wake up tomorrow with a completely unlimited balance sheet, mm -hmm. what would you see as the most lucrative niche, like whether it's a reinsurer, a certain product, a carrier, you know, a brokerage? Where do you think the most lucrative opportunity in insurance is right now? All right. The most lucrative option for everyone is to be the gateway to all things insurance and financial services, that entry point where they come in and you're not going to sell them everything just the way you don't today. You don't sell them everything. But if they think about yep. advice, they think about you. If they think about service, they think about you. If they think about a potential solution, they think about you. You're never going to sell nuclear bomb factory insurance, but you'll want them to come to you first yeah. when they think of buying it because you're yeah. going to know somebody not to refer them off to, to be a discussion partner with them, like my book, where you talk to them about it and you go, That's awesome. I happen to know two or three options here. Let's set up an appointment. I love the word let's. Let's set up an appointment yeah. to sit down with the three. We'll interview them, and then I'll help you pick the one that's best for you, your family, your business, whatever the situation is. Now, if you did that with auto, would your auto sales go up? The answer is yeah. 
would your home sales go up? And the answer is yeah. Are you going to sell everybody? And the answer is no, you don't today. But why not yeah. increase your odds yeah. by being the person they call? The dentist doesn't uh, do oral surgery. The dentist pulls teeth, but they refer, they have an expertise partner. So back to this yeah. gateway. If you're the gateway, then you're going to be the one that gets the most opportunity to show a solution and you're going to win more. And that's what it's yep. all about, winning with your time. Well, that's great advice. And, you know, how do they become that role? So you're already doing it. Your listeners are already doing it. The, the thing is, is to think bigger as a consultant, right? I don't think in terms of uh, $500. I, I don't think in terms of 500000 I, I think in terms of 500 million or 500 billion. I mean, you just got to think yeah. big because there's no glass ceiling on what we can do. Now, you've got to have a flight plan and we teach people that. Every every business, whether you're a $2 million revenue business or a 20 billion, has to have a flight plan, a business plan, a roadmap, yeah. call it whatever you want. I call it a, a flight plan. Because we're going to take off and land. We're going to take off and land. We're going to take off and land to get the idea. But there's always a flight plan to get to the next destination. And it's easy to do. But as one of the people that I grew up, you know, just literally read, I couldn't read enough, said, it's easy to do, but it's easy not to do. And most of us fall into that category. I'm one of them. I'm, I'm honest. I, I literally took the easy way out, the lazy way out. That doesn't mean you have to work harder or longer, but that, that doesn't hurt, right? But it's not just working yeah. smart. It's having a plan and working it and being effective, being productive. So whether you're a person listening to me and you're working for an agent or you're working in a company and a business unit, be the most effective and productive you can be. And the next opportunity will open up to you. I guarantee it. Feeling you've done a lot of fun stuff. So along the lines of, you know, kind of insurance being fun and glamorous, can you give us some insight into some of your like reward trips or some of your most memorable conferences that you've been to over the last few years because of insurance? Oh man, great question. Nobody asked that. Uh, look, my, my first big trip was to Bermuda. It, I got the taste in my mouth. I loved it. Uh, I, I, you know, my sister and I owned the agency together for over 30 years. And I, because yep. my name was on the agency, got to go and she did too. But uh, I got to go every time, 21 yep. years in a row to some exotic place, 21 years in a row. And so I appreciate it. My family appreciates it. But I, I tell you this, I never sold the policy for a trip. But, you know, Bermuda still sticks in my mind because that was the first one, right? And and so I've been to Europe, I've, I've been to Rome, you know, I've, I've been to Greece, I've been all over the place. And but I tell you what, it it just really boils down to the best place I can tell you is I've been able to realize my own dreams and goals through insurance, and 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 that's the biggest reward for me. You know what I do outside yep. of insurance today is more valuable to me than the consulting work I do in insurance. But it enables me to have this dual life and have somewhat balance. There's no perfect balance, but what a great business to be in, yeah. in the position I'm in and you're in and your listeners yeah. are in, where you can control your own time, do what you want to do. I got to tell you, because I'm a unique cat in that I got lucky. 
And I got, I still got yeah. to go, still get to go with other carriers on their trips. And I, I got to tell you, it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. You meet a lot of unique people. You, yeah. you get to be in a lot of unique cultures. Um, I, I work with Fonseca and Gamma Global. I go with them uh, uh, literally outside of America. And, and so whether I'm with another carrier on a trip or whether I'm with uh, Fonseca and Gamma Global, I, I tell you, man, I pinch myself even today just going, man, this is yeah. pretty, pretty awesome. This is real life. Well, along those lines, since you've been in the industry so long, I know we briefly talked on the gentleman that brought you into the industry, but can you share maybe like a couple big mentors? Yeah, they're sitting behind me. There's pictures of them. Um, they were mentors, somewhat formal, somewhat informal. Um, I'll just give you the two biggest, uh, you know, and I have currently mentors with other carriers that would call me a colleague, uh, but I would call them yeah. mentors. They don't even know it. Uh, I call them, they yeah. call me, and, and we're discussion partners. We talk about things, and it doesn't always yeah. involve insurance. Some of the best things I've learned have nothing to do with insurance. But Jay Green was yeah. was was the right guy. He hired me when I got bigger than him, um, and I did. I, I was making as much money as an agent as he was as a district yeah. manager with, with, with almost 40 people. He let me go. He, he let me go beyond what I was doing and encouraged me to, to grow and be a consultant, which nobody was doing. And I give it up to my company at the time. They never stopped me. They just said, you can't talk about trade secrets. So it was awesome. And I didn't. Yeah. I just talked about what I did. And that got me to where yeah. I am today. The, the next big mentor was a guy that hired me. I, I was a consultant for many, many carriers and in many, many positions. But the gentleman hired me and he, I was consigliere. And uh, I, okay. learned, I learned and got an MBA in running a $20 billion checkbook, in running, uh, you know, thousands of employees, different things other than what my talents were, right? He, he wasn't afraid to let me do things. And I, and I credit him today because now when I walk in and I give a presentation to an executive team at a carrier, I have total confidence and he really... He really gave it to me. I, he's the one person that I that I just I, I look to today. Now, there'll be others. I guarantee it because I've had things that have happened in my life, and and I'll have other things that come up. But I'm always looking for people like you, you know, that are great discussion partners, and you offer me something that I'm not getting today in my current circle. You have this thirst for knowledge. You know, yes. you've mentioned quite a bit. You read a lot. You're you're absorbing mentors, you know. And so I think anyone listening to this, if you're trying to get in this career, it's like always be a sponge because there's so much more to learn and so much more to pick up. And I think that's a really unique lens that you don't always hear from some of the, you know, industry leaders out there. What are you looking for? What can help you? How can people get in touch with you? I know you were kind of mentioning it's normally like through a carrier contact. We do have carriers that listen. So give us kind of the 30 second rundown. Yeah. So, so look, um, I, I'm going to twist the question just a little bit. If I could go back and yep. change anything, I have no regrets, but if I could change anything, I would have taken better care of my health. I'm luckily very healthy, uh, but, but I ran hard. I didn't get enough sleep. I ate too much. I drank too much. I did a lot of things that weren't good for my health. Your, your body is a temple. And uh, so I would yep. just say, have balance in your life the best you can. There's no such thing as perfect balance, 
But part of that starts with good health. So that, that's the advice I want to just leave with the, the group here today. The way you can get a hold of me is at coursegaden.com, K-O-R-S-G-A-D-E-N.com. And uh, there's a support at coursegaden.com uh, feature on there if you got a question or whatever. And then for all your listeners, if you, you want a free copy of my best-selling book, Discussion Partner, just email me, support at coursegaden.com, and uh, put your name and address. If you don't put your address, Emily can't get it out to you. Yeah. Uh, but for, for through the month of June, uh, we'll let you, if you're listening to this, we'll make sure that you get a copy of uh, the book Discussion Partner. It's a, a way of saying thank you. I'm Regan Brandt, and this is the Insurance Chatter. What is the insurance industry talking about? What problems are InsurTech solving? What trends are agents, brokers, underwriters, and executives thinking about? Every week, I sit down with a different person from across the insurance industry to discuss what's happening in their niche markets. I want to give you a behind-the-scenes look at risk, technology, data, and culture within one of the most exciting business sectors. Follow along to get pumped and see where the insurance industry is headed. That is a wrap for the chatter this week. If you like what you heard here today, join us each week to stay up to date on the insurance trends, best practices, and emerging technologies that are disrupting the insurance industry.